Welcome to another edition of the Coaches Show. Nolan Cole with Bruins head coach and GM Jason Tatarnik. Uh, coach, let's go back to, to Wednesday night against Notre Dame. Uh, relatively close game through two periods and then a uh, bit of an offensive explosion there in the third and the fans got into it. What did you see in that game? Yeah, I know. I thought we had a, a really good first period. Probably could have scored a couple more goals. Um, you know, even in the second period, they put. you always expect some pushback from a team when they're down after the first. And they did, and they had some power play opportunities. Um, but, again, we found that third goal. And um, and then, like you said, in the third period, we, we kind of exploded there. But uh, overall, um, right from the start to the finish, I, I was pretty happy with our game. I want to ask you about Eric Pierce because he was shot out of a can in the third. He scores the, the hat trick, nearly a natural hat trick, and then it seemed like you, you put him out there quite a bit. It was like he, he played the, the whole third period, and the fans are really into that. And how much of that was just playing it maybe up a little bit for the fans and trying to get another four goal game, as we saw with Cade Runke? Yeah, you know, you have to appreciate your fan base that come out and support you. And uh, it was a big crowd, and uh, you know, he had an opportunity to score that fourth goal to send everyone home with pizza. So. Why not treat the fans to that? It makes it exciting. Um, you know, you could hear the oohs and ahs every time you touch the puck. So it just makes the game a little bit more entertaining, and I don't think anyone left the game early. <laughs> no, and there was a traffic jam on the way out for the first time all year too. Uh, Cam Hurd, look at 18-1-0-1 now after the shutout win last night. I know we've talked about him before, but again, uh, you know, just how how – how much of a story is this, not just with your team, because we've talked about it, but as a league, when you look at the SGHL, uh, how big of a story has Cam Hurdlicka written in the Bruin net this year? Uh, no, I, I think, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know the, the story behind Cam when he came to our camp. We actually, we weren't going to keep Cam because he, uh, you know, the, that first week of training camp, he was, he wasn't spectacular in that. He was just okay. And, um, we basically gave him that information that, you know, we don't know if we have a spot here for you. We can help you find a spot. And so if you want to stay until we find that spot for you, you're more than welcome. And he could have easily said, no, I'm done, thanks. Um, I'll go home now. But he decided to stay. And then the next day at practice, he was lights out. And that trend just kept on going that way. So, you know, he was really good in one of the inter-squad games, so we, we told him, like, we want to put you in an exhibition game because you're kind of changing our mind here. And he was really good in the exhibition game, and he was really good in the second one. So, you know, he earned a spot here. And give him a lot of credit, you know, to, to stick around after being told there might not be any room here for you. Um, tells you a lot about his character and, and shows that we almost made a really big mistake as coaches, and um, you know, that does happen. You know, a lot of coaches can look back and say, why didn't I keep that kid or I could have got that kid. And luckily for us, he stayed. And, um, you know, he's really proven himself. And the way we look at it is we have two very good goalies and um, we're very comfortable with either one in the net at any time. So that's, uh, you know, that's huge for us. And I don't know if other teams can say that. I know there's people that like to try to strip controversy and talk about our goaltending situation. And, and I just say to that or you know what happens if your starting goaltender goes down how comfortable are you yeah absolutely uh, before we get to your starter uh you know would you say that cam has i mean would you say that he's playing at a starter level right now put it this way uh next year we're, we're pretty confident <laughs> in our, our goaltender um you know, he's only 18 so no cam's going to be very good for us um he's been good for us this year and 
Um, you know, the way we look at it is, you know, we have a very experienced goaltender in, uh, in Boston, and we have a, a goaltender that we can play any time in Cam. And then, you know, when you look at next season, we, we get Cam back. So, um, you know, I think in my mind, he'll be the best goalie returning to this league next year. Yeah, I know three born guys, so he'll be back, obviously. But uh, just in terms of his style, I know it's a lot different than Boston's. Uh, what is it about his game, do you think, that, that, that gets it done for him? Because, he, you know, I, I don't want to say he's unorthodox, but definitely maybe a little bit different than the classic butterfly Boston Blowers type goalie. In your view, what, what makes it work for him? You know, we just we had an interesting meeting today with some of our players, and um, we just talked about. Uh, individual tendencies uh for example mark rumsey does he shoot the puck a lot yeah he does so if you're playing with mark rumsey will he shoot the puck now and then when he shouldn't yeah he is that's that's mark rumsey he's going to shoot the puck um he has 38 goals so if you're playing with him you should expect that he's going to shoot the puck um is michael sartor gonna pass up an opportunity to shoot a puck to make a pass yeah because that's that's michael sartor um then when you look at our goalies um Boston covers a lot in that. He'll go into the butterfly and, and cover as much space as he can. Now, will he get beat from that being um, acrobatic side to side at times? Yeah, he will. Um, you know, that's the style that Boston is. And um, Cam, he's smaller. He has to be uh, an active goalie in there. And will he get scored on now and then because he's too active? Yeah, because he kind of has to. And, and you flip it away on the other side. You know, if Cam's down in the butterfly, will he get beat now and then because of his size? Yeah, he will, and where Boston won't. So you got to look at each each individual and see what they bring to the table, and the way Cam plays is the way he has to play, um, and that's what makes him good. And will there be times where he's overactive and a little bit un- unorthodox, as he said, which may cause a goal against? Yeah, but he s- seems to work for him. He seems to stop the puck a lot more than he lets it in, so who cares? Last one on Cam before we move on. Uh, how much better is he today than he was in week one of camp? Can you quantify that? Yeah, it's tough coming from uh, U18 to junior. Um, it's a big jump, and uh, maybe it was some nerves. Maybe it was just getting a little bit more comfortable where he was. Um, whatever it was, it's uh, the, the light bulb went on, and you know he uh, he's just gotten better and better, and he's a very confident goaltender, and the thing about Cam is, he he just he just ha- he's just happy anytime he gets a start. He's he's not uh, he's not a guy that comes into the locker room demands to play because of his record or his stats. Um, he's just a kid that's happy when he gets the opportunity and he, he goes with it. And that's probably part of it. Like he's just, I think he feels he's very fortunate to be here and he likes to be here and um, it shows in the way he plays. Mm. I know you you keep the in- injuries. Uh, injury report close to your chest and I understand that that's a thing across uh, the entire sport and it's nothing new there but I do want to ask you about Boston Blois uh, uh, what can you what if anything can you share about the starter of your uh, about the status of your starter right now oh, I, I think he's in a good mindset I think he's uh, a very good goalie he's big he's proven himself all year um, plays the puck really well very good leader in the dress room and that's really all I can tell you about Boston <laughs> uh, do you expect to have him back this weekend uh, that's our dress room knows what's going on. The staff knows what's going on, and right. that's all that really needs to know what's going on with Boston. So you can't confirm or deny that he's dealing with an injury. Hasn't been discussed in our dress room or our staff room, so I don't know what to tell you. All right. 
And so, do you think it'll be Cam tomorrow night, Friday night in Melville? Uh, I don't know. All right. We'll wait and see. Uh, so that's the goaltending. Uh, let's move on to, well, you know, before we talk about the Centennial Cup, let's talk about kind of the playoff picture right now because fans are, are wondering about that. Now, you believe you have to win out. You have to win the last two to get first because there's a little bit of discrepancy online with regulation overtime wins. So that's the main tiebreaker right now. Uh, where is that at in your mind in terms of the standings? Because I know you think you have to win both games to get first. And if you do that, you got first. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, we have to win both. Um don't take control of what you have control of. And uh, when I look at the standings, you minus the shootout wins. So that would put us one above um, Humboldt. So if we lose out, and they, uh, or if we lose one and they, they, they don't lose, we would go into a tie for regulation wins. And then uh, the tiebreaker would go to them. Um, so in our minds, we have to win out. But, uh, you know, if they lose a game, you know, then uh, that, that's going to help us out quite a bit. So our focus right now is just uh, you know tomorrow night and uh, winning that hockey game against Melville, and then once that game's over, we'll focus on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be Notre Dame, though that's not set in stone. Looks like they're going to finish eighth, and it remains to be seen if the Bruins will, will finish first or second. Uh, again, just going back to that break because some teams are playing later on into March than than your team is. Uh, uh, how do you expect the guys to use that break? Will you be practicing throughout, or do you think some of the guys will be able to go home during that time? Yeah, you know, there's been a few discussions around the league amongst the coaches, and some aren't very happy with having to wait two weeks because of um, rescheduling games. You know, our mindset was this is, as far as we knew at the time, this is when the season was going to end. So we, we fit those games in to, to make sure we uh, got the got them in before the season ended. Other teams waited, and got their way and uh so we'll be one of those teams that has has to sit around for a bit and our mindset is um you know it's a good opportunity to get some rest and recovery time so um once the season's over we'll probably uh take three three days off and let the bodies heal a bit and um you know get to reset a, a bit and uh we'll start again after they you know had that little break and we'll get ready for that uh First game, whoever it's against. Centennial Cup, there's been some some rumors that it's expanding to 10 teams. Uh, do you know where those talks are at? Uh, because it's always been a five-team tournament, right? And they're talking about doubling those teams. Yeah, I, I can't comment too much on it. Uh, I know it's in discussions. And, um, you know, um, all I can say is if, if it is a 10-team tournament, I think that's quite exciting for the community. I think it's exciting for all all of junior hockey and all the leagues involved. Um, you know, if they do go that way, it, it's a great opportunity for players and teams that wouldn't have a chance to go because they're playing in a regional tournament to, to, to get here. So why not allow more players to experience that tournament? It's, it's, it's a great tournament, something you don't forget. And um, I think you also get a true champion, you know, if they do go to the 10 teams because um, sometimes when those regional tournaments happen, there's two very good teams and one team doesn't get to go to the Nationals. So the best will be here of every league, and I think that's how you get a true champion. How does that change the tournament from a coaching perspective of being the host and obviously wanting to win the National Championship when you add in five more teams? How much does that change things for you? (laughs) Well, you know, if they, if they if they do decide to do that, then um, I don't think it changes too much because I'm guessing if you know if they decide to go that way and they'll go into two pools and 
no different. You have to win enough games in your pool to advance to the next round. So I don't think it changes too much. Um, I don't know, maybe, you know, if they had to do, go that way, maybe it's two teams advance from each pool and you go into the semifinals like you normally do anyway. Um, but this time you'll have, probably have to play an opponent you haven't played yet in the round robin. Um, maybe they go into a quarterfinal, semifinal, uh, final matchup. That means three teams would advance from each pool. Uh, so I think the only thing that would be different if they did go to that format is that uh, when you leave your pool, you're going to play a team that you haven't played against yet. Um, and then you may end up you know, playing a, a, a team from your pool again in a semifinal or a final game. So um, I think, you know, I, I really hope they go that way just for the, the competition side of it. Um, I think it just brings more to the tournament. Um, and then if you look at the, the whole city, you know, you're having nine teams come into your community. And, you know, I think uh, I don't think anyone in, in town would com- complain about that. So um, they got a big decision to make. And, uh, no, they've been doing this for a long time. So I think whatever decision they make, it'll be a good one. You think it'll be longer than one week? Would they expand that time frame? Uh, you, you might have to. I'm guessing, I haven't really looked at it, but uh, I'm guessing you might have to expand it by a day or two Yeah, at the most. And so if they do go to 10 teams, would they go right across the country? Would they go out to the Maritimes as far as that, do you think? Yeah, because there's, there's 10, 10 leagues uh, part of the CGHL right now. So if they did go that way, it would mean um, you know, nine, nine league championships would be in SVN plus the SJHL champion, plus ourselves. And if we're fortunate enough to win the, the league championship, then the the, the league finalists will, will join us. And uh, so, yeah, I just think it's exciting. Just just the whole notion or the possibility of it, I think it's pretty cool. And But uh, that's way in the back of our minds as a, a staff and, and for our players. Our first thought is, you know, actually, you know, tomorrow night, you know, that's pretty important. And then Saturday and then, first round of the playoffs and that's kind of where our focus is right now and no out of a cup then is that right yeah i, I I'm, I'm guessing if there's no um if you're bringing 10 teams and there's the regionals will be uh squashed and um yeah it's uh it's, it's, it's an interesting possibility so um i really hope they go that way and uh hockey can is meeting on march 15th so you know fans can expect an announcement like probably on the 15th or the very next day. Yeah. Last one for you, Coach. Uh, you head into the final weekend here, the regular season, just kind of the keys to making sure you finish strong and, and get two more wins to finish first. Yeah, that's all we're, we're thinking about. And, uh, you know, we have a goal in mind, and we want to achieve it. And, you know, that goal is to have home ice advantage uh, throughout the whole playoffs if we can. And um, But we know finishing first doesn't mean you're going to become a, a league champion through the playoffs. So um, just, you know, step by step. That's this week's Coach's Show with Jason Tatarnik.